Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, Shalene, I just finished your episode on Mom Stop Pretending, and I wanted to say thank you. I am a 34-year-old stay-at-home mom of a 3-year-old, a 2-year-old, and a 1-year-old. There are days when I feel like I am drowning, and I hear and see all these moms who are doing so much with their careers, and I feel lucky when I can listen to a podcast. I have the dream to be an entrepreneur one day, but your episode helped remind me of my priority, which is being a mom to my kids and a wife to my husband. I want to do it all someday, but you gave me the permission to be patient and enjoy the right now. Thanks for all you do. I consider you a mentor and I admire you so much. Love you. Mean it. You are the bomb.com. Oh my gosh. Kara, I don't think you're trying to be funny with that message. And I can't help but laugh. And I'm laughing in only the way that someday you too will giggle too as a mother who has once been in it like you were once there and all the moms right now who are through that stage are like oh i remember it so well it's that stage where all you want to do is leave a voicemail message or make a phone call and the household is quiet until the moment you need to do such thing as make a phone call or leave a voicemail message and then the pitter patter of little sweaty feet and screaming children just it always seems to interrupt and I loved how composed and determined you were to get through that message and ignore the adorable little footsteps running back and forth and I just love you and we feel you sister we feel you you are doing an awesome job and I might mention the most important job in the world Hey there. Thanks so much for joining me today on The Shalene Show, where we're talking about what it's going to take for you to break some bad habits. This is a Car Smart Friday edition, so please put your seatbelt on. We are going for a ride. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Yep, if you didn't know already, or if you've never listened on a Friday before, Fridays, I typically do the show from my car. And that's what we're doing today. Today, I really wanted to kind of do a follow-up on Wednesday's show. I don't know if you've listened to that yet. You need to, if you haven't, because it could change your life. The episode could be the start of a change of your life. Maybe this one will be the next piece. And also, I think you definitely need to pick up a copy of that book. And I have no affiliation, but I'm telling you, it's really made a huge difference for me in establishing some new habits and breaking some ones that I was really struggling with. So that's what I wanted to do was a follow-up today on the breaking of bad habits, because I don't know that we talked enough about it in the episode I did on Wednesday. So if you listen to the episode just previous to this one, it was with the author of the book, Tiny Habits, BJ Fogg. And he is a behavioral expert and scientist. The book is really, really great. It's called tiny habits. I have it in hard copy. I now have it in audible since the interview. I've listened to the complete book again on audible. And I'm just like, wow, this is a game changer. We've used it. In fact, a lot of 
what he references in the behavioral science in the book to revamp our 131 method. So many of you know, we have a program called 131 method that is an online program it was also my book. And that program, what we started doing over the last six months is interviewing and surveying the members or people who have had the most success and success being defined by those people who've been able to lose weight and most importantly like keep it off and turn it into a lifestyle sorry and that one area where the road gets kind of loud it's always on this part of the drive where you hear me say that anyways we used a lot of his behavioral science to go okay let's look at what things do the people who've been able to keep the weight off And we're able to stop looking at this like diet and really adopt like a new lifestyle, like change, change the way they think, change their habits and behaviors, not just like force themselves to do something. And what we did was really by survey figured out, okay, what do these people have in common? And a lot of it did boil down to how they were able to establish new habits. So we've used that to redesign the one, three, one, we've got a new app. I'm depending on when you're listening to this. I don't know if it's been released yet, but you can go to 131method.com. We call it Phase It Up by 131Method so that you know how it's different. There's more phases now in it. And we offer things that just make it more simple because one of the things you learn about habits, including bad ones, is the easier you make something, the more likely you are to do it. The more simple something is, the more likely you are to do it. So we've simplified the process, we've simplified the app, we've simplified the experience. And then the other really important component to behavioral change is the trigger or the prompt, like that thing that's a reminder. And one thing we heard from people who were successful in keeping weight off is that they started creating like daily prompts, daily habits, or prompts that trigger a daily habit. And so we've built that now into the program where you receive a daily prompt from me. And it's really positive based. That's another really important piece to making a habit stick is you gotta feel good. You can't feel like you you gotta beat yourself up or like you've failed or you know something is a reminder that you didn't do it right. Like that doesn't work. In order to, for there to be change, you've gotta feel good. All right, we're going to take a quick break for those of you who are interested in learning more about coaching with myself and my husband, Brett. I want to share with you an opportunity to work with myself and my husband, Brett. As you know, if you are a regular listener of The Shaleen Show or you follow me on social media, like family is central to everything that I do. It's how I have lived my life. It's how I've built my career, how we've kept our marriage together. That's been our central focus. It's one of the reasons why I created a journal that would help me to align my life in such a way that I could accomplish all the things that I wanted to do, things that made me feel purpose-driven, made us feel purpose-driven, allowed us to build our business, to do so in such a way that we were able to honor our family. And we've heard from so many of you that you struggle in that area. And that's why we are offering a coaching program that isn't for everybody. Brett and I have decided we want to work with those of you who are go-getters. This doesn't necessarily mean you're a business owner. It means that you have things you want to accomplish. You have goals that you want to master. You want to do something more, but at the same time, you struggle with how to balance that with family. So we're doing something called Push Goal Coaching. You can learn more about it by going to pushgoalcoaching, that's hard to say, dot com. 
I can't promise you, based on the time or when you're listening to this, that it will be available. We're going to do 30-day coaching sessions. It is a new adventure for us. We've been doing this privately for years, but it's something we realize there's a need for others, something we wanted to make very affordable because this is, we believe, our purpose. We believe we've really figured out a way to do it, and we want to help others by sharing our systems, by sharing how we were able and continue to this day honor our family and still master our goals, but do so with family in mind. So if that's you, if you are a family-oriented person and you're also interested in goal setting and goal mastery, if you're planning on starting a family and you want to know how to set yourself up for success now, this is for you. We've priced it affordably under $200 for 30 days of virtual coaching with myself and my husband. To learn more, please go to pushgoalcoaching.com. All right, let's get back to our show, shall we? All right, let's talk about what it's going to take for us to break some bad habits. First, I'd like to share the formula as discussed by BJ Fogg. He says, it's really important that we stop looking at our habits, whether they're good habits or bad habits, with a moral compass and blaming ourselves like, oh, that's bad or I'm bad because I do that. Instead, you want to look at it as a recipe. So if you want a particular recipe, you need certain ingredients. I love that analogy. And he suggests that rather than, again, blaming yourself, he says, you know, if you want to change the outcome, you just have to change the recipe. And if it's not happening, you just have to play around with the ingredients. Now, what are the ingredients of a habit? Well, first it's the behavior. And then you have to consider, okay, what's my level of motivation? How able am I to do this? And what is the trigger or the prompt? And then lastly, the celebration or the reward for doing the behavior. This is my own personal take, but I believe his book is really, it's about habits, but even bigger than that, it's about behavior because some things you want to motivate yourself to do, but you only need to motivate yourself to do it like once or a couple of times. It doesn't necessarily need to be a habit, but if you understand, as he describes in the book, what it is about our human behavior that gets us to do things, you can just about get yourself to do anything or to stop doing things. And that's what I want to talk about today is how we get ourselves to stop doing things that we know aren't helping us, aren't moving us forward. So I want you to right now identify one simple habit that you're engaging in that's not helpful to you and you'd like to eliminate it. And you probably have a bunch of them, but I want you to just pick one right now that you know you could make a pretty meaningful difference in your life if you just eliminated this habit. I know what mine was. Mine was, because it created a trickle-down effect, mine was staying up too late on my phone doing online shopping and or social media. More often than not, it was online shopping, if I'm going to be honest, because what I was doing with social media. And then I was like, Oh gosh, I'm not going to allow myself to look at social media before I go to bed anymore. And what I'm going to do instead is something that feels more productive. I'm going to think about things that we need in terms of like, you know, toilet paper and things for the home. And I'll, I'll order those things on Amazon. But that often led to just dumb, needless scrolling. Like, I don't know why. Like I just go to sleep, girl, go to sleep. Like, why was I staying up so late doing 
dumb online scrolling, shopping really. And what that was doing was causing me to stay up late. And then when I would wake up early to exercise, I would think to myself, okay, what's greater right now? My need for brain health to sleep more or should I get up and exercise? Now, mentally, (laughs) this is the oxymoron. I feel better when I exercise early in the morning, even if I've only had like four hours of sleep. Mentally, I've convinced myself that I feel better. But I know logically I'm making matters worse. So I knew I had to change that habit because I wanted both. I wanted to feel good and I wanted it to be good for my brain. So the only way to do that is to make sure that I was getting enough sleep and then also waking up early to get my exercise in. That would be a win-win. And the thing that was standing in my way, preventing that from happening in a healthy way was my bedtime activities, my bedtime routine. So I had to break the habit of just being on my phone at night. So here's what I need you to do is to identify the habit. That was my habit. It wasn't just being on my phone. It was being on my phone in my bed at night. And that's your first step is to come up with something very, very specifically. So don't just say, scrolling my phone for social media, like just say specifically what time of day and what is it preventing you from doing? What is that thing, that habit that you want to break? Be as specific as possible about that habit. Next, you want to identify what the prompts were, like where are you? That's where you are behaving this way habitually. So like what time of day is it? Where are you when this happens? For me, it was like 10 o'clock at night. I'm in my bed. What do you think, see, or feel? I feel like, gosh, if I'm being honest, I felt like my brain wasn't shut down enough. Like I wanted to do something mindless, if that makes sense. And I felt like it was a treat. It's usually after Brett would fall asleep and then I'd just like roll over and grab my phone and start shopping. Now, don't get it twisted. It's not like I was like on Nordstrom or whatever. I was always on Amazon, but nonetheless, I'm shopping. doesn't matter. And what was I thinking or seeing or feeling? I was trying to almost like numb myself, like trying to fall asleep, trying to do something mindless. Then you want to think about, okay, what is the physical thing that might be a prompt for your behavior? Well, for me, it is the phone. It's the app. And then the next thing you want to ask yourself is what prompt, if it were removed, would likely help you to all but eliminate the habit? Well, for me, the prompt would be my phone. Okay. So now you've got a list of prompts. So what else is it? Like maybe it's food. Maybe you're an emotional eater and the prompt is a certain type of food or it's your pantry or the prompt is a certain time of day. It's when your kids are in bed. It's after you take off all of your makeup for the day and you change into your I call it your housewife or your your home life uniform. You know what I'm talking about. Like your hair goes up on top of your head in a messy bun and you got your sweatpants on and you got your favorite sweatshirt that you've had for 22 years and it's so soft and so cozy and it's all stained and you just love it. You know what I'm talking about. So what is the prompt for you? Like think about all of the things that just when the, all these things combine, you're like, oh, it's time to do fill in the blank bad habit. Maybe it's a glass of wine or a bottle of wine every night. Maybe it is sleeping in. Maybe the habit you're trying to break is when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is you get on social media. That's a bad habit, boo. 
That just takes your day away and it just puts you in the wrong state of mind. All right, so whatever that is, what is the prompt, okay? Now what I want you to do, and again, this isn't my suggestion. These are the suggestions of BJ Fogg. Make a list, like a brainstorming list of all of the ways, realistic ways, that you could make it much harder for this habit to occur. Okay, so one for me was I decided... Okay, I'm going to get my Amazon shopping done early in the day. I'm going to set a time for that. Because it's true. Like, I don't even go to the store anymore. I literally order everything on Amazon. You're welcome, stockholders. Like, toilet paper, cleaning products, tooth, like, everything I order on Amazon. So, and I tend to do that almost every day because I'm prime. Hashtag prime. So, now what I do is I've attached my Amazon ordering habit to my push goal habit. So in the morning after I've created my to-do list and I've put on my makeup and I'm listening to my podcast, I just attached one more habit to already existing habits and that is my Amazon shopping. And so now I wasn't doing it at night. But there are other things that I could do to eliminate the likelihood of me doing that. So for example, here's another one. I don't know how your vision is, but I either have to wear glasses or contacts to read my phone And what I decided to do keeps me accountable. Here it is. And it was scary to do because I knew what it meant. I was going to set my alarm on my phone because I need my eyeballs to do that. Can't see my phone without the eyeballs. Set the alarm on my phone. Turn on my little sound machine, which I use an app that I freaking love called Relax Melodies. It's really good love relaxed melodies and I have a a sound that I like to play it's called pink noise helps me fall asleep and my tone to wake me up comes in very soft and subtle over the course of five minutes so it never wakes me up and like disturbs my dream or my sleep it's just very very subtle in fact the very first thing the app does is it turns off my sound machine and a lot of times just shutting off that sound wakes me up but it doesn't startle me awake. And then slowly over the course of five minutes, I have a chime that comes in very soft and it gets louder. So it doesn't wake up Brett. And a lot of times, you know, it'll go almost the full five minutes. So it's a slow wake up for me. So I set that with my contacts in. Then I take my contacts out. And now y'all, I'm done with the phone. I no longer put my glasses next to the bed. Well, I shouldn't say that. They are in a drawer, but it, it really requires me like in case I were to, there would be an emergency in the middle of the night or something like I could get to my glasses, but I've made it harder. So I've made it more difficult. Remember, habits are if we make it easy to do it, even the bad habits, we're likely going to do it. So now I've made it really hard. Like my glasses are in the nightstand next to my bed. I'd have to dig for them. So that that made it harder. And then other things I realized I needed to do is like, OK, so What I want to feel is my brain kind of slowing down and doing something a little more mindless. Like I needed some type of nighttime routine that was telling my body, okay, it's time to go to sleep. And so what I started doing instead in the last like hour before we go to bed, instead of just sitting on the couch, okay, to be honest, I sit on the couch and watch documentaries with Brett at night because I know he freaking loves that. But I'm a doer. I like to be doing things and da da da. And, you know, I like to take care of things before I go to bed. So, what we do now is the documentary's playing in the same room. But while it's playing, I'm listening to it. But I'm not sitting on the couch anymore for the last hour of the night. I'm 
preparing myself for the next morning. And you've heard me do plenty of episodes on this where I talk about all the things I do at night. And that has become a habit for me. And I've started really focusing on how good it makes me feel and how much more peaceful and relaxed I feel being able to go to bed, not worrying about anything I have to do in the morning. Everything is laid out, my shoes, my push journal, my makeup, my food, my supplements, my everything I've got to take to the office, the clothes that I'm going to wear after my workout, anything I need to take with me, you know, during the day, like every packet, you know, anything I need to return, it's all like I take care of it all at night. And that makes me feel good. So in essence, I have done a couple of things. I've created a new habit and tacked a bunch of habits onto that, you know, habit stacking. I feel good about myself. I literally feel so proud of myself walking up the stairs. That has had a trickle down effect and allowed me to be on time for things in the morning. I used to be always running late. That makes me feel good. So there's the reward. I also feel great because I can actually wake up at 4.45 or 5 a.m. and know that I've gotten seven hours of sleep, which is ideal for me because I'm actually going to bed at the time I've set for myself. So it's working. It didn't happen overnight, but understanding how this process works and understanding behavioral change really has made a huge difference. So what habit do you need to work on? What habit are you trying to eliminate? Because sometimes eliminating a bad habit will allow room for a good habit. That bad habit that I had was preventing me from getting the sleep that I needed. And it was preventing me from doing the thing that I wanted to do, which is to wake up really early and exercise. I love doing that, but I knew it wasn't good for me if I was only getting five hours of sleep. So now it's your turn. What habit do you need to eliminate? Because it's just going to make you feel so much better and it will allow room for some really healthy, happy, positive habits. I'd love to hear from you. Again, the book, you can pick it up off of Audible. If you've never purchased an Audible book before, if you go to audible.com forward slash Shaleen, you get the book for free. And even if you're already an Audible member, I highly recommend the Audible. It's really good. Really, really good. This is something to think about too in terms of your kids, you know, and your family and your teammates. Like there's people around you who, man, you just keep reminding them to do something and they're not doing it. And you think that it's because they're, Maybe they're absent-minded or they're being passive-aggressive or they're doing it to, you know, make you mad. It's not true. By understanding and listening to this book, (laughs) I don't want to say be able to manipulate or, you know, persuade. How about this? You'll be able to help the people you love do the things that you keep reminding them to do and for some reason they keep forgetting. This is a great book. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Love to know how it has helped you. Don't forget to reach out to BJ Fogg. I think he's a cool guy and I love it when we've had guests on the show and you guys reach out to them and let them know you heard about them here on The Shaleen Show. You can do that on Twitter or Instagram. I think that's where BJ is the most active. And always take a screenshot of the episode. Share with your followers what it was you loved about it. And then share it up on Instagram and tag me. I I love seeing that. Don't forget, if you want to talk about any of the episodes, we've got a group to do that. It's called The Pod Squad, and it's an active group. And we talk about 
this week's episodes. If you're like, oh, I didn't like this guest or I did like this guest or I wish we could dig into that further. The place to talk about that is called The Pod Squad. And two more things, okay? I'm glad you're still listening. Number one is I want to do an episode about dealing with alcoholic parents. So if you've got advice, if you have been through this, if you're in the middle of it, if this is a subject that resonates for you, whatever's on your heart, leave me a voicemail message. Remember that we can cut off your name. If you'd like us to, we can, and we will feature some of those on our show. You can leave me that voicemail message by going to shaleen.com forward slash podcast or forward slash ask Shaleen or just go to shaleen.com and you'll see the little widget where you can leave me a voicemail message. And the other topic that I'd love for you to leave me a voicemail message on is have you ever been the person who left a relationship and you told the other person it's because I don't know if I love you anymore. Okay, so tell us what really motivated that? What was really going on? Or if you've been on the other end of it, like you were in a relationship, marriage or a long-term relationship and your partner shocked you one day and just said, I don't know if I love you anymore. How did it turn out? What was going on? How did you feel? I want to do an episode kind of sharing both perspectives, like the person who said it and the person who had to hear it and how things turned out. And I think that'll be really, really interesting. So those are the two topics. Love to hear from you guys. You, you guys make the show. Freaking love you. You are the bomb.com. I love you. And I'll talk to you Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Thanks for sharing this. Love you. Mean it. Bye. This episode has been brought to you by Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to pushjournal.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.